Welcome to Engineering Fields of Dreams podcast. We're here to share stories and professional experiences of engineers across disciplines and let you explore the amazing world of engineering. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories and advice from engineers, allowing you to learn from their successes and experiences. Whether you're an engineering student, a veteran engineer, or just curious about engineering, we invite you to join us and explore the amazing and ever-changing world of engineering. Welcome to this episode, Unlocking Opportunities, with our guest, Nick. Thank you for being here today, Nick. Would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, hello everybody. My name is Nick Cormai. I'm a recent graduate from the University of Washington. I grew up in the Vancouver, Washington, Portland, Oregon area, went to school up in Seattle. There are some electrical engineering embedded systems. Um, at the University of Washington, I did a couple different clubs. One was on Washington Superbike, where we made like an electric motorcycle. I was the electrical team, so did some like Tony, but then also some hardware design. Another club called Dub Hacks Next. So that club, I was a part of a startup incubator. I took part of this startup that was a wearable sleeve for sacking biometrics during basketball. So that was really fun to do. Two very different clubs, but got a lot of good experience out of it. And outside of that, I had a couple different internships in the college. I had internships at Thought a Medco, where I was part of their Megatrox test department. So that was my first internship my freshman year. And then I had two internships last year. Uh, one in the spring, which was at Tesla over in Fremont, California. I was part of the manufacturing controls department there. And then at Boeing this past summer, I was part of the propulsion electrical department. So I got to see how a lot of different companies works and their processes for manufacturing design to test. I'm really looking forward to next stage of my career. Wonderful. And I'm sure through those internship experiences, you'll have a lot of good stories to share today. Why did you yeah, choose this sure. career? A couple of things. One, in high school, my natural kind of good subject were like physics and math. And those things just, like, I was always like a logical thinker, like growing up. So definitely wanted to go something more like the STEM route, but also I had a real interest in renewable energy and entrepreneurship. So with those two things, like in high school, my brother, we worked on this like super small, like basketball training business. So I was interested like to learn how like startups work and things like that. So knowing that I knew I wanted to go engineering. And then from there, I chose electrical because electrical engineering has like a kind of wide range that you could go from. You can work in power, you can work in more like the former side things, do like test engineering. So I really saw electrical engineering having that like a lot of different routes you could go. Uh, I don't know if it was like EE, especially, I think you see like the real impact. So like, it's a good place to get like the way for me to get into startup space, like to learn and see how like technology works. Like a lot of the hardware, like selling computers, selling drones, things like that. And yeah, I thought engineering was like the place to give me a technical background, but also allow me to like work on cutting edge technology. So definitely want to get that technical breath before doing anything else. So. Are you thinking that in the next steps that you might further pursue some education on entrepreneurship? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I talked to you about maybe possibly getting an MBA in the future. I think that would be a good way to get my foot in the door on like more of like the entrepreneurship type, side of things. My plan is to first get to be years in the industry, learn the ropes, learn how the process is, learn engineering background, and then from there, I could get that MBA and then see where that could take me. Yes, I think. 
that is a very common route for people who want to combine engineering and have that sense of being interested in business. What is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew before graduation? Just something I learned a lot in my interests, but definitely how important technical communication is. So I feel like at school, we focus a lot on doing work and then you turn it in. However, during my internships, I saw a lot of times that you had to explain your work at a high level, at a low level, then also be able to explain it to the person that you're passing it off to. So really, I feel like the technical communication. So seeing like how do you get the spec correctly and what's the desired outcome. So knowing how to explain your work, but then also being able to understand what other people's roles are. So try to try to navigate your role within the grand scheme of your team and then the larger organization. So I think that's something that I wish I knew a little bit more during school, but glad I picked that up during my internships. Well, it's wonderful that you picked it up in your internships and actually at the University of Arizona, that's actually the course that I teach. Oh, wow. So actually I teach engineering communication, technical communication. I really enjoy your answer and I agree with what you said 100%. It's really important to be able to not just do the equations and do the work, but you have to be able to communicate that to managers. You have to, as you said, communicate it to your colleagues, or maybe when there's a handoff on your work, and then also be able to communicate it to the client. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely agree with that. I think also a lot of times we're like, we do reports and that in class, but I think doing more of the presentations would be good because I feel like in the workplace, yeah, there's, there's more of, they have those templates that you're especially at Boeing and Tesla, these templates that we were given to fill out certain like aspects of what we had done, but the presentation aspect was a little more not really formalized. So I think doing a lot more of those practices in school would be good. Like for example, my like computer science class, we had basically recorded a video of us explaining our work and like our code, which I thought was really good. We had two parts of it. One was like, we'd explain it at a very basic level. So it's just a one minute quick, like kind of elevator type thing. And another video we had explained, go into depth, like line by line and explain more the technical side. So I think that is, that was really useful to see. Just, I think that's like the transition that school could be really useful for. And that's something I really saw in work as well. Yes. And I think lots of companies, as you say, offer those kind of templates to help with presentations. And I think the important thing for engineers to understand is that while the technical details are very important and you want to communicate those if you're speaking to a technical audience, it's also very important to storytell because that's really going to help your audience remember your message. I think in the templates I've seen from corporations, a lot of them try to help build an outline to help the engineer who's presenting actually tell the story of the project in that way. And so if you have those templates, it's great. But if you don't have those templates, I think it's very important to think about how you structure the information you're conveying to your audience. Yeah, now that, that's really interesting because we had a club like demo day for our start incubator. So basically explaining like your work that you did during the time we had to do like a pitch deck, very similar to what it was like tech crunch, that type of thing. And it was really interesting in some aspects, the engineering like practices, like keep it very like formal outline that applied, but it was better to actually have a very like simple presentation which is really like a new way of thinking for me. You got to basically keep like each slide, I mean, six or less words. You want to keep it as simple as possible because you're going for only what, five minutes to explain your whole product, your whole idea, now the different applications on the business side, on the engineering side. 
what's like the market viability of it. So it's really interesting to see that actually people really value the simplexity of taking like a very complicated idea and then to bring that down to very simple ideas. And that's something I've grown to appreciate as well. We always thought if you have any thoughts on that as well. Yes. So I agree with that. And I think one of the things that I tell my students is that something that is very technical and very interesting to you about your project might not be all that interesting to your audience. While you might be geeking out about something that you were able to achieve, it's really important to convey it to your audience so that they can appreciate how wonderful that is without necessarily understanding all the technical details behind it. So simplifying it, to use the word that you were saying. I also think that it's very important to not overwhelm your audience. And sometimes I've seen presentations that were like 30 minutes of content delivered in 10. And if you're speaking that fast and going through a slide deck that fast, there's no way humanly possible for your audience to comprehend what your message is. And so then it's really not an effective presentation because you lost your audience and overwhelmed them. And simplicity is better. Over, overwhelm exactly. audience just to show off how, how much you know at the end of the day never leads to good outcomes. Exactly. There's just a quote my friend told me the other day. A genius admires complexity, an idiot admires complexity. And I thought that was really funny. For sure. I know you're a recent college grad, but maybe from your internships, can you recall a challenging professional situation? And what did you learn from it? Yeah. So at my first internship at Consolidated Metco, I began a project that had no technical like background at all. So I had like no experience on the topic. I had done no projects, anything similar to what was being given. I basically had to create a system that used like radio control clocks and can basically control different types of things using like pulse width modulation, which I hadn't never worked with before. So that was pretty challenging initially because I didn't have any idea of what to do. But through this experience, I really learned the skill of just how to figure things out in a way. So I just started just Googling, started to piece things together, draw stuff out, brainstorm. And I took that extra little second just to lay out my thoughts. And that proved to actually be really beneficial towards the end of the project. So when I was able to just really outline my thinking and like really get my plants situated, that actually turned out to be a lot more beneficial. So the challenge, definitely the challenging part was just the fact that I had no like previous knowledge of what was going on. And like now going to test centers, I at least have some kind of background. Like I had taken like engineering like classes on, on like, just like basically breadboarding and that type of thing. But with this internship, I had not to get any classes yet. So I was just thrown into like the fire, which is really good experience for me to learn or taking those classes and doing the other internships. So that was definitely one of my most challenging professional situations. So I know you're at the very beginning of your career and we talked about this before we started the recording. What advice would you impart to someone like trying to start their career with internships? So you had internships at Tesla and Boeing. How were you able to get those internships? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it was just reaching out to people. Like people and like really getting advice and seeing seeing the opportunities that campus had. Like at University of Washington, I think Boeing has a program called EHI, which is like early action hiring initiative. So I just found out by seeing some fire at school and I got applying. I think also like joining clubs is a great way to get like initial experience. Because I know a lot of the people 
what they do is I'm just kind of like cold apply, which is okay. I guess you're going to have to do that at some point, but there's also, I think like a better way to do it is first gain some products in your belt. First, like Jordan, some clubs, maybe some research. And then from there, going about applying to these types of programs and they have a lot of college programs, you know, like Google has those, Microsoft has like Explore program. So I figured out like those types of programs and like also wanting to do like on projects on the side. Like I realized with doing this like startup with CBI, I've learned a lot and I've learned like just outside the technical aspects, like how to validate a product, how to uh, pitch an idea. And I think wanting to take the risk and like wanting to like just try out something new and know it's going to be hard at first. It's something that I really like, that's a big advice I would give. And yeah, like also the chance to take risks. So I have this, like this interview back in like January where the, actually we finished the interview and the interview asks, oh, do you have any other questions? Usually I go through the standard ones. What do you like about the workplace, the job type of thing? But I decided to take a risk here. And I asked, one of my questions was, I am trying to get better at my technical communication. Do you have any feedback for me? So I was a little more orthodox that I normally wouldn't ask and then they went through what I did well, what I didn't do well. And then at the end of it, they asked me to actually pitch the, the project I've been working on. And then I did it and then probably like learned it really fast. I think that just that aspect of asking that question really helped my losing chance. And I think doing stuff like that, like to, the chance to like take risks like that and not being afraid to fail too, because that's like the only way you're really going to learn. So yeah, those are a couple of things that I would definitely just keep in mind as we move forward. Yeah, I really love your advice about taking risk. I always tell my students that magic happens outside of your comfort zone. And I thought that was a really great story that you shared on the interview experience and how you asked those questions for feedback. And then also we're ready to, when they asked you unexpectedly to pitch your thing that you were able to go with it. I think having a strong elevator pitch, especially at this point in your career, is really important because you never know when the opportunity might present itself to make that pitch. Could be like a coffee shop on a Saturday or just meeting a friend of a friend's parents who actually might know of a job in engineering and stuff. So you should always have that at the ready. Exactly. Yeah. You'd be very surprised about people who meet just like at the gym or just like randomly just I feel like concerts and things like that. You'll be surprised where like people are like connected to. And one of my friends actually was able to get interested in this dude with guy that you've been playing basketball with. It's really crazy how sometimes like if you're just in the right place, right time and go up to that person wherever things can happen. So to want to take that risk and not being scared. Yes. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast today. And thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you so much, Matt. We'd like to thank today's guests for sharing their professional experience and career advice. We appreciate their insight and taking the time to share them with our audience. To you, the listener, thank you for joining us on this journey and exploring the ever-evolving world of engineering. We hope we've inspired you to pursue your dreams and ambitions. Let us know if there are topics or fields you'd like to hear more about. Until next time, we wish you the best of luck on your engineering journey. Thank you.